first podcast is I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> well, do you want me to bring it? No, okay? it's perfect. Camera's perfect. You're perfect. And the topic is also perfect. Even though it is political and we are not political people. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. We have no idea what we're talking about, but we are going to talk about it anyway. Because someone may learn something. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I might, I'll, I'll probably learn more than, I'll learn more than everyone else. Actually, I've done a bit of research and, um, You've done more research than I have. Well, who David. knows? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it will be a good conversation nonetheless. All right. So, um, welcoming everybody to I think the fourth. This is the fourth podcast. Is it? Yeah. Ashley's done three. You're lucky number four. No one wants to come on the podcast because they think like I talk or Ash and I talk about like really smart stuff. But I'm going to prove to them today that we can talk about really dumb stuff. <laughs> Now, actually, no, you know what? Before we continue, I need to acknowledge that, look, war is ugly. Um, there's a lot of uh, human sacrifices, a no. lot of um, horrible atrocities that happen. So even though we may laugh at silly stuff about today's podcast, you know, I don't want people to um, be upset or offended at the fact that um, we're making light of a serious topic, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, especially because... You, reader, you have, you know, um, your parents are refugees, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you have, you know, a connection to what may potentially happen with Ukrainians. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to say a bit about, I mean, your your parents and, and that connection with the refugees and, and potentially what will happen in Ukraine? Okay. So I, I never lived through a war, but both of my parents have. And I grew up hearing the horrors of the war, just horrible stories. Uh, my dad fought in the, um, I think it was Iraq and Kuwait war, uh, almost lost his life a few times. What, what my mom was caught up in it. I wouldn't, uh, hold on, try to remember. I think it was the 80s. Okay. My mom was caught up in a civil war in Lebanon in the um, 70s. Mm. And um, I think spent majority of her um, teenagehood in bomb shelters. Wow. And pretty much just coming out uh, just to get food and get back in there. I was actually watching a YouTube video. No, it was a TikTok video. And I seen a majority of the Ukrainians are currently staying in bomb shelters. And they only come out once a day for um, just the the occasional grocery shopping and um, just the staples that they need to survive. And it's atrocious what's happening there. Mm. It's... um, I'm, I I want to say we are privileged to be in this country, to be away from that. But it's saddening that there's not much we could do about it. But just yeah, kind of it's watch so it weird. All it's so weird that it happened to your parents' generation and then my parents' generation. But yeah. like we feel a bit removed from it because it's it's mm-hmm. our parents. But then mm-hmm. right now people are going through the same thing. Like refugees are pretty much being made as we we speak you know people yeah. are losing homes losing lives losing you know everything that they've lived for up until this point so it's this weird thing that you think oh it happened during the you know 70s and 80s it doesn't happen anymore but no look it's it's happening now so yeah look we acknowledge that um, it, it's pretty poor what's happening at the <clears> moment <throat> now in saying that when this whole russia and ukraine thing happened did you know much about because i can say that i did not know anything about that part of the world okay so living with two woggy parents who've gone through war been through war Mm. um you tend to hear political views here and there coming out um 
I didn't really know much about what was happening until I looked into it. Yeah. And it's pretty much the fact that Mr. Putin is feels threatened by the Ukrainians. Yeah. Especially after um, hearing that there was a possibility they might join the NATO treaty. Yeah. Which I think is what I think 28 countries, European countries are part of that treaty. That's also including America. So he felt threatened by that. And obviously being one of the most powerful people in the world decided to invade Ukraine and try to prevent that from happening. Now, I I don't know why he would do such a thing. I don't know what would possess this bloke to do that. Well, let me enlighten you. Today, you're actually going to learn something. But yeah. So like, so the mainstream media feeds us one narrative, right? One version Mm. of events. And there is a bias there because obviously we live in the Western world. Um, Mm. But being the beautiful internet era that we have, we get all sides of Mm -hmm. the story. And what I watched that I thought was really interesting was um, what Putin said at the UN. I think it was the, at the UN when he was asked something about Ukraine. Was that before the invasion? Yeah, that was before. This is, I think it was like years ago even. He, he mentioned okay. this, right? And um, I want to share it with you. You know what? It's not going to work. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to tell, yeah. tell you yeah, about tell the video. Me. Okay? So he's pretty much saying that he sees Ukraine as a threat. Because he doesn't want Ukraine to join NATO. If Ukraine joins NATO, there's this thing called, um, what's it called? The uh, Article 5 of the NATO Treaty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you, do you know about the Article no, 5? No, I don't. Enlighten me. Okay. me. So Article 5 says that any NATO ally that gets attacked by another enemy, like by another state, um, mm-hmm. All of NATO will have to join forces to protect that ally that's been harmed. Yeah. Right? So that means if Ukraine joined NATO and then Russia tried to take part of, uh, you know, part of Ukraine, then all of Europe will pretty much have to fight Russia. And he's saying, mm-hmm. well, if that happened, then trust me, no one's going to win. That's okay. like a his, his kind of scary threat saying that, trust me, there's going to be a nuclear war, right? And I trust him. I trust him too, man. He's a, he's a scary dude. He fights bears. Have you seen those videos where he fights bears naked? Not naked, topless. <laughs> naked. <laughs> he's, he's riding horses, he topless. <laughs> this guy's a beast. But but you know what? You, you might appreciate this. It gets really complex. And I have to do a shout out to real life law and this is this is the video i was talking about when i said that i was like doing some sneaky research um this video sums it up so well okay now let me let me enlighten you further all right reader so back in 2012 they found a lot of natural gas and oil reserves around ukraine around the Crimean Peninsula. Crimean Peninsula, yeah. Right. They found heaps of reserves. And Russia, its biggest import to the rest of Europe is oil and natural gas. Yeah. It's like 35% of their gross domestic produce is oil and gas. They give they they export it to all of Europe. Now all of a sudden Ukraine has a huge reserve that's found around their area. So he's scared that one, Russia's gonna lose their supremacy within the the oil and gas 
you know, industry to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And not only that, he feels that if Ukraine all of a sudden becomes a big enough competition to Russia in relation to gas and oil, then that's an easy way for Ukraine to be accepted into NATO, right? Okay. And geographically, Russia is surrounded by NATO as it is, right? But if he oh, yeah. but if he loses Ukraine to NATO, that further pushes NATO's ability to kind of encroach into Russian yeah. territory. So that's why like this this video is talking about there's that fear. So the moment Ukraine joins NATO, that's Russian borders surrounded by NATO. Yeah. And I think the the general idea behind this uh, conflict between the two is fighting over the land, right? So that would be and resources and resources of that land. Yeah, it's it's always about resources, isn't it? Like you know, it's America always, yes. invading Iraq for oil again. This is natural gas and oil. Like mm-hmm. it's always resources. Um, and this is just a you know, you kill two birds with one stone. You take you stop Ukraine from you know uh, joining NATO, and by taking Crimea, which he did in I think two thousand fourteen. He's taken part of um, the offshore natural gas reserves that they've. Yeah. Now, so, do you think that maybe he's gonna, his his current decision, the conflict that's happening, is going to stop Ukraine from joining NATO? Let me ask you this: What do you think the outcome of this will be? Okay. Okay. There's two scenarios. Mm. So, if actually, there may be, I'd say, three scenarios. Okay. So, if Ukraine gets desperate and joins NATO, yes, that's World War Three, right there. You have 28 countries under, was it, um, you said Chapter 5? 28 countries, Mm. Ukraine, 29 countries fighting Russia. Yep. That's one scenario. But that's not going to happen, though. But we don't know. Or Russia could attack Ukraine and attack the borders around Ukraine that are part of NATO, and that could cause NATO, the 28 countries, to defend that to defend i think poland would be around near ukraine and russia yeah i think poland's in, in That's NATO, part right? of nato if that yeah if 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 um vlad pushes vlad old made vlad <laughs> pushes the boundaries of ukraine and borders the nato nations yeah i think that's also possible potential world war three happening there oh, and God. your situations I are feel like pretty Australia's bad is just going to get dragged down it's just the domino effect. This is very a pessimistic view, Rita. But, but no, but that's worst case scenarios. Okay, okay. Well, what do you think and realistic we, will, will happen? I don't think World War Three will happen. Me neither. But I don't see another way out of this conflict. Yeah, um, I do. What, what, what way? Ukraine just gets taken over by Russia. Yeah, but I don't think Ukraine, I don't think Russia's going to take over Ukraine. Well, they took... Ukrainians are not going to give up on their land. Yeah, but... I mean, if, you're trying to tell me that yeah. Ukraine's no longer going to be a country in the future. It'll be absorbed by Russia. It'll be Russian territory. It's just like Crimea. Crimea belonged. Well, Crimea belonged to Ukraine. It was literally part of Ukraine, and then Russians annexed it and took it back in 2014. And now it's Russian. It, it's Russian owned. Crimea. Yeah, the Crimea Peninsula. I don't think. I I don't think. I mean, I I hope that's a possible outcome. I would rather that over a world war. Sure. Um, I'm with you. But I don't think Ukraine's going to give up on their land that easy. And as long as NATO is involved, 
there's talks that Ukraine might join NATO. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that will happen because I, stop that decision. Well, I don't think that will happen because I don't think NATO's all of a sudden just going to say, "Hey, Ukraine, you're in the middle of a war, you're being attacked. Why don't you Let's join us?" You yeah, why don't you just join us so we're forced to uh, enact Article Five? Like, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, the sad part is I think Ukraine is just going to lose a portion of their land or be absorbed by it. I, I really don't know. But let me ask you this. Do you blame Putin for the actions that he's taking? Mm. Like, look, war okay. and atrocities aside, human life yeah. aside, look, we understand. Yeah. But geopolitically? Geopolitically, he's doing what he needs to do to protect his land. Yeah. If you feel threatened, you will do anything you can to protect your home, protect your people, would yes. you not? And yes. I think as a powerful leader, there might be other ways to go about in doing so. He chose the path of war. Yeah. and destruction bit exaggerated but he is doing whatever he can to protect russia i don't blame him for trying to protect his land but I, what i blame him for is the actions that he's doing yeah or you mean how he, he's going about doing and it how he's going about doing it i mean he needs to understand he needs vlad if you're listening you need to understand <laughs> that <laughs> listen up vlad readers speaking <laughs> listen mr Putin. all right um, as much as he's trying to protect Russia, the Ukrainian president is trying to protect Ukraine as well. Yes. And it's not going to end well for one of the two. And, and I agree with you. It's like he's forced into this situation in a way geopolitically because he's surrounded by enemies. He's surrounded by people that believe in Western ideals, values. NATO has installed military bases all around you know, his country, right? And he's mm. fearful... He's a proud man. Russians are very proud people, I'm sure. They're fearful that one day they will lose their territory and become Western, Westernized, um, and he doesn't want that. And the fact is, the Prime Minister of Ukraine said one of his biggest goals while in power is to reclaim Crimea that was lost in 2014, right? Because, again, resources. They know that there's apparently... Mm -hmm. 2 trillion metric tons of no. natural gas reserves within the Ukrainian Crimean Peninsula. If Ukraine had kept Crimea, they would have became a powerhouse when it comes to natural gas export. Right? Mm -hmm. Russia didn't want them to be. So dear mate Putin took Crimea and now Ukraine was like, no, nah, that's bullshit. We need to take it back. So now they're fighting over Crimea, you know, and... Like I said, it serves two purposes. You know, if the he if he takes Ukraine, then Ukraine will never be able to, to join NATO. Yeah, but where does it stop? See, that's the thing. Like in theory, borders will always exist. Yeah. Right. Russia's expanding. Took over Crimea. Is planning on taking over Ukraine because they feel threatened. Pretty much feeling trapped. Right. Yeah. But even when you do take over Ukraine, yeah. you absorb Russia absorbs Ukraine. Yep. That still leaves you surrounded by NATO nations. Where does this end? You know what was interesting? It's a gateway to... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, there was this interesting video that said, well, depending on what you think, but it said Putin just doesn't want to feel threatened. If he, if Ukraine just stayed neutral forever, then I don't think... Well, this is really stupid, right? Like, what do we know? What? But people were arguing we like... <laughs> people were arguing that if Ukraine just stayed neutral and just di didn't have any intentions of joining NATO then Putin would have left them alone. 
right? I, I, don't, I think that's a bit naive to believe that, but that's one of side of the argument. Ukraine, just don't join NATO and you'd be fine. I don't think Ukraine was ever neutral. I don't think, I think that Russia and Vladimir has always seen Ukraine as a threat, regardless of whether they were joining NATO or not. Threat, threat how? They're so small. Well, yeah, but they fought over Crimea. Yeah, they lost and now it. They lost it. He feels threatened now. So if, if Ukraine doesn't join NATO, there's still surrounding countries that are NATO nations. The threat is always going to be around Putin. The threat, in, the threat is always going to be around Russia. He plans on just eradicating NATO and all the NATO nation, nations. So this is the scary part, right? This is the World War Three scary scenario. If, God forbid, like Ukraine... Yeah, knock on wood, you know, two years down the track, Ukraine decides to join NATO, NATO accepts them into the fold. And then mm. and then Ukraine's just like, uh, you know what? I think we want Crimea back. And guess what? We have all of NATO backing us now. NATO's going to help me get Crimea back. Russia's like, nah, forget it. We're going to have a, a war. And Putin already said, if we have a war with NATO, he's already said this, there's going to be no winners, right? Oh, he's going to press the red button and we're going back to the Stone Age. <laughs> that's the scary part we're going to be using sticks and stones forget about zoom calls and talking on the internet we'll be watching i don't know we'll be eating through straws and just yeah it's it'll be horrible but that is the scary part that's really scary right so maybe that's the threat you put in has is that ukraine joins nato nato try to help ukraine assist ukraine in taking back crimea yeah did you see um the recent news article that australia's like putting more money into their defense now uh, <laughs> we're playing i don't know what we're gonna I'm, do I'm, I'm not. We, we, what, i'm just thinking of that conversation we had about, what did we lose to emus we lost to emus no what was that two what? wars we lost we fought them heroically two wars to emus back in the 30s we, all right we lost. we've come a long way since then Okay, so Australians look not to shit on Australia's no military, but yeah, apparently we lost two wars to a bunch of emus. So, uh, we, you know, my biggest worry is that the world was so focused on COVID, now yeah. focused on the Russian and, and um, Ukrainian conflict, they forgot to kind of watch China. Who's watching China? What is China doing at this time? Do you time? think they're, they're not, though? I, I, I think, I no. I think they are not watching China. Oh man, I reckon they're watching. They're too distracted. I feel like COVID and the the conflict that's happening between Russia and Ukraine is a distraction. Yeah. And China's going to attack. Do you know uh, much about the Chinese politics and that situation in the Asia Pacific region? Do you know much about that? No. And line please tell me you do. Yeah, I do naturally because I'm Asian, so I should know all Asian stuff. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I think the the narrative is that China obviously wants to take back Taiwan. Mm. So if they're going to do anything, again, man, humans are so petty. It's land, 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 land resources, whatever power. <clears throat> but yeah, they want to take back Taiwan. And if they make any military move, it would be to bring Taiwan back into the fold. And that's when it gets scary. But you know what? The reality is China's doing stuff already anyway they've been building man-made islands since you know the last decade right they're pumping sand the world without us knowing well the thing is china's smart about it yeah right they do it discreetly and they're just they're doing it in the way that everyone approves of which is giving governments and and 
are lending money, right? Getting countries into debt so they can literally say to Fiji, I will lend you all this money and all we want to do is build a port in one of your cities, a strategic port in one of your cities. And because certain countries are so in debt to China, they're like, yeah, okay, fine. Mm. And not to mention, who knows what China owns in Australia? You know? um, owns, a, yeah, a, that, a big that, part. <laughs> they probably own the electricity, the water, the, well, I mean, the dairy industry. Owned by China? Hey? TikTok? <laughs> yeah, it is. TikTok is Chinese. I'm pretty sure WhatsApp is too, isn't it? Oh, no, um, I think WhatsApp is Google and Instagram oh, and Facebook and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, China does own a lot of things. And um, my biggest worry is what role does China play in all of this conflict? Because from what we know, China and Russia are allies yeah. with Iran as well. I think it was China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea. Yeah, you love North Korea. If I'm not mistaken. No, sorry. You love Korean chicken, but you don't like North Korea. No, I like South Korean chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what North Korean chicken tastes like. I don't think they have chicken. I don't think they have chicken. Yeah. I, I, man, they're struggling to keep people alive, let alone chicken. They only eat vegetables over there. Yeah. How depressing is it? And not to, like they probably have more nuclear warheads than freaking people. It's crazy. It's so sad. <laughs> they do. You know, they've literally got a warhead for every man, woman, and child over there. It's scary. It is, eh? It's so. It's like, but think about it. Like, if there was a World War Three and the NATO countries try to back up Ukraine, who's going to back up Russia? The most powerful countries in the world. So, what happens to the Australian defense? <laughs> We're going to send out our emus, man. What are you talking about? We've got kangaroos that throw boomerangs. <laughs> I don't know what we. I don't know what our strength is. Do like to be honest, I don't know what our strength. I wouldn't know. Maybe you like recently. Satellites? I don't know. I have no How idea. How much money does Scott Morrison's SCOMO spend on military equipment? Not much. Not. I mean, compared to other countries' budgets, we wasted all hours on COVID payments. Don't we, how many Defence Force members do we have? I have no idea. We need Ashley in this conversation so you can tell I think it was like, hold on. It was around like, if I'm not mistaken, 80,000. Oh, Is no, that it? That's not it. Sounds a lot. It was around eighty thousand, and I'm pretty sure Russia was around. I mean, sorry, China was about a couple like over a million. Yeah, I think the the there Russian Ukraine thing. Russia sent like two hundred thousand alone to the borders of to fight this Ukrainian thing. Mm. Like, oh, we're such. Hold on, I really want to look look that up. Look it, look into um, it. Yeah, but I think we're in a very scary situation. We just need allies. God forbid anything. We do happens. have allies. And yeah. this treaty with America. But we're so isolated. We're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we need you know, our Kiwi brothers. Australia, Australia is fake and everyone living in Australia are, are actors. Did you know that? Who told you that? It's a, it's a conspiracy theory that Why? Australia doesn't exist and we're all actors. How much do you get paid? What do you mean? For this gig? Well, it's a conspiracy theory. It doesn't exist. What do you mean? It doesn't Australia exist. Australia is fake. Yeah. Why? Because it's, it's too good? Be it's too good to be true? It is. So we shouldn't be partaking in any war. How many members? Yeah, we already poked the bear with China. We already accused them of, like, the COVID stuff. Oh, my God. Um, as of 31st of December 2019, yeah. there were 59,000 Australian Defence Force members and 38,000 in the reserves. Would you join, like... That wouldn't even populate Man. Fairfield City Council. <laughs> 
<laughs> what? What Fairfield City Council? What are you talking about? What is this? What information are you getting from? You go on Fairfield Local News? I don't know where you're getting your data, man. But anyway, needless to say, we would stand no chance. That that much I know, I'm sure we of. Definitely, definitely won't stand a chance. But I don't think we'll play a huge role in the World War if it were to happen. I don't think we're headed toward the World War Three. That is the worst case scenario. And even if it does, even if it does head there, I don't think Australia will. We're dead, man. No, we're not dead. No, we'll send our defence over there. They'll try to help out, but I don't think we'll get to a stage where we have to go through conscription. Oh, imagine we did. Would you? America's preparing for that. How would you reckon you'd go in war? Who said I'd go to war? Well, if you were had to be conscripted. Why would I be conscripted? Because you just had to, man. This is wartime. That is not an option for me. That, no. I life over there. You have to. What happens if you don't go to cons- if you don't get conscripted? Do you go to jail? Do you have to serve a sentence? I think that's what happened to uh, Muhammad Ali. Okay, how long is it? I, I don't know. But Five isn't that years? silly? That's still so silly. Hey, imagine you had to go to jail. It's I'll like, go to what? jail. It's, it's a war and you're sending me to jail? Like, it doesn't make sense. I'll and- go to jail. <laughs> Five years in jail, that's fine. Were you, that, the, were you the one that showed me that TikTok with that gay guy? How he was, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, he was acting out. What? I'm sending him to war? Looking at his nails and whatnot, I would not survive. I would not survive war. We wouldn't survive the war. I'm no. too nice to shoot anyone, hold a gun, even. Yeah, I yeah, I wouldn't make it past my door. To be honest, I'd <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd hold the gun and end up shooting myself by accident. Like it just <laughs> so it'd be so tragic. <laughs> But yeah. That's something I would do too. I don't know. I belong. Okay, I am gonna cook and clean. I don't. I don't fight wars. But you know what? If if we had to be conscripted, this would be the first war where there'd be like so many women personnel, army, right? and also a lot of refugees fighting for Australia, right? We're gonna see Multiple an influx of of um. I think we're gonna see an influx of Ukrainian refugees into Europe now. Isn't that I think so? they're already starting to see that. Yeah. They're starting to seek Asylum. shelter elsewhere. I'm looking into the NATO treaty. Yeah. You said it was chapter five, didn't you? Yeah, article five. I think Article I re- five. Yeah, I wrote it down. It commits each member state to consider an armed attack against one member state in Europe or North America to be an armed attack against all states and will take the actions it deems necessary to assist the allied who was attacked. So... You just, you know how you mentioned an influx of refugees? Yeah. It says that Poland, Romania, Moldova, and Slovakia are dealing with a dramatic influx of refugees, and the European Union has warned that at least 5 million more could be displaced, and the war hasn't even begun yet. Yeah, yeah. This is really saddening. Yeah, and not to mention, like, this is taking a huge impact on the, the Russian currency as well i think the russian ruble went down to like one cent something about switzerland banks freezing russian assets yeah i think they shut them out of the banking system sorry i think they shut them out of the banking system yeah and switzerland's supposed to be a neutral country and they've been neutral for 500 years oh get involved in things like that but they did this time yeah 500 years later they've frozen vladimir's money yeah 
it's um it's a bit scary how he pretty much just has put himself there as leader for life and anyone that goes up against him he just kinds of poisons kills right apparently yeah it's just not to mention old mate jingping as well does the same i and love him you know what they said like bill clinton has a pretty decent body count as well what yeah the conspiracy theory is the clintons like anyone that they don't like they off as well <laughs> Hold on. My question is, what's Jinping's body count? <laughs> Jinping. Jinping. I don't what know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's huge. Let's be honest. <laughs> Why? Oh, yeah. He coerces them. <laughs> Man, in China, there was that one thing where, like, capital punishment, right? If if you were sentenced to death by firing squad, they, they would literally send your family the bill for the bullet that they used to kill you. I'm serious. <laughs> That's not a joke. With taxes? I don't know what it is. I think you just get like an invoice. Like they literally. Why would they do that? What do you mean? They're a, they're a totalitarian government. Totalitarian. They're literally like, yeah, if we have to kill your son or daughter, you're paying for it. Man, if that's not like a stab to the heart, I don't know. I, I did not know that. Why don't I know this information? <laughs> why don't people? <laughs> hi hi i'm chinese by the way yeah but see imagine the shit that you don't know that happens in north korea like imagine the stuff we don't know you know what i always wanted to travel to south korea everyone knows that but i also want to see north korea see as in I go there tra travel to north korea it's not an option we know we all know that apparently it is though no it is what some people mean? have gone it's just not very pleasant I thought it was diplomats and businessmen that go that are allowed to um, enter. No, I hear about you like have genuine reasons. I hear students go. No, no, no. Like normal people can apparently go, but one, it's hard to get approval. But you can get approval if you're just a normal, normal person, a normie. And then not only that, when you do go, you're just constantly followed. So it's it's not a fun holiday. Why? How? By who? By the government, man. They don't want you like snooping around. Do you know anyone who's been to North Korea? No, but I've watched documentaries on YouTube. Where they... <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, it does. They're all just actors. No, they put on, like Australians, <laughs> they they put on a song and dance, you know, just for the TV crew. But in reality, mm. apparently it's really sad. Well, I did hear that when Kim's marching, everyone who's like the civilians have to start crying and mourning. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He, they have to cry. They need to be... In tears. And if they don't, they get killed or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's yeah. definitely an option. And their family are paying for the bullets, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So this is the the differences in certain governments. It's scary. It's scary what's happening on the other side of the world <laughs> as we sit here enjoying the, the luxuries of our home. But it's 2022. How are there still countries like that out there? Well, they got, choose to oh, be. Oh, they're powerful men at that like that out there who've got so much control over the people yeah isn't it scary like how do you get that much control over your people you've literally got millions of people that are forced to cry when you walk by like how scary does your government have to be in order to do that to people yeah it's what are they threatening them threatening them with well i watched this um joe rogan podcast and the girl that escaped north korea was literally mm -hmm. like they don't just like kill you they'll go after your whole family and generations before they, okay. they they will literally wipe 
your lineage completely. And the people haven't thought of rebelling. I know this might sound ignorant, but these are genuine questions that I have that I would ask North Koreans. Yeah. Well, some do. Some escape, what's right? Population? What's, what's their population? Yeah, but think of it this way. When you grow up indoctrinated, right, all you've known from a child is this is our God. You know, Kim Jong-un mm. is our God. When you see your God, you need to revere him, you need to bow down to him, you need to cry and show how much you love him. If that's what you're taught mm-hmm. from a baby, that's all you know. They don't have TV, internet, and all that stuff. They're, they do, but it's all censored. Well, yeah, it's probably like China, you know. They have the great but, firewall of China. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they call it. It's the firewall. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know it was called the Great Firewall of China. Yeah, well, they joke saying, you know, it's the Great Firewall of China. And how do you think South Korea has gotten away with it? Why hasn't North Korea tried to expand? Why hasn't North Korea seen South Korea as a threat the way Russia's seen North Korea as a threat? Because South, they... South Korea has allies, strong allies. What are South Korea's allies? Who are South Korea's allies? I don't know, probably the Western nations. Look. But are they as powerful as... We need Russia. We need Samsung. All right. We need Samsung to exist. We need. I need my Hyundai. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's right. We need our Hyundais. We need our Samsung phones. We cannot let South Korea go down. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's all about world wars. That's the. We want to avoid that at all cost. We do. I. What do you? What are your ideas? Do you think the world, genuinely speaking, do you think World War Three will happen? Not anytime soon. I hope not in my lifetime and not in my child's lifetime. That's why I worry. I hope. See, I never thought a pandemic was going to happen in my lifetime, um, but we just went through a pandemic. Yeah. We don't know what to expect. At well, one point when I was younger, I, I, I thought I would not want kids because I was afraid to bring them up in a world where they could live through a world. I, I, I was too – I couldn't do that to them. Yeah. But, but guess what, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for conscription, boys. <laughs> That's right. Hold your guns correctly. <laughs> they'll have a good enough. They'll have more than enough practice on Call of Duty to be like you know, super soldiers. <laughs> but yeah, that was the scary part. I, you know, that was a real fear of mine. I don't know. In a way, it probably is still. <clears throat> There'll always be a fear because you've got the children, you've got the responsibility, and you'll worry about it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Ukrainians, like, there's little babies now that are going through. It's horrible to think about. Yeah, it is. It's horrible to think that, honestly, I hearing what my parents have gone through, mm. I'm not saying that I've had the best time as a refugee or I had the best time back in Lebanon, but we I, we went through hardships as well, but it wasn't the war. My parents went through the war. I didn't go through the war yeah. myself. But I thought it ended when we moved here, mm. when we came to Australia. As yeah. refugees, we were given a second chance. The kids, us, me and my brother were given a second chance in life. Mm. And we've come here, we've lived this long just to be, you know, hit with COVID, which is fine. Pandemics happen here and there. But another world war, mm. I thought humanity has evolved way past a war, way past violence. But mm. there are still just greedy people out there mm. who just want more of what they already have. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like you said, change about us. And like you said, the after effects of war, like you said, that even though you didn't experience it directly, your parents experienced it, but you yeah. still had to live through the aftermath of it, right? Yeah, it was it's still a, bad it's a enough. Generational trauma. That's it's right. Generational trauma. Yep, and you you had to escape it. Like even you, even having not directly been impacted by it, you still had to escape it as a child. Yeah, 
we still and you too right like we still have that fear embedded in us and yeah yeah we'll, it's, it's sad i mean our parents will is. always talk about it like you talked about the trauma um mm. and for for the asian or vietnamese men that suffered through the trauma of the war they came to australia and they didn't know how to assimilate they didn't know how to adapt they obviously couldn't speak the language. They lost their identity, cultural identity, and a lot of them turned to alcohol and mm. were just very bad domestic violence perpetrators. Mm. That's how their trauma manifested in the Vietnamese history within Australia, that trauma manifested. How do you think it manifested for the like the Lebanese people? How do you think the cross? I would say Middle Eastern people. Yeah, Middle Eastern. Um, same, domestic violence, aggression, just violence in general. Yep. They've come here, there's a lot of gang-related, you know, violence that happens. And that's, I think, it's, I, I would say it's an inappropriate coping mechanism. Mm. It's just the way that they've, you know, they've lived a life like this in the in the past. They've gone through that trauma, that violence, the war. Mm. It was out of their hand. They couldn't do anything about it. The moment they've come here, they had more control on their life, but all they knew and all, all they were comfortable with was violence. Yeah. So they preyed on the weak because they once were weak mm. and it pretty much ended up the same cycle, domestic violence, yeah. um, just violence and aggression in general. Alcohol is um, not a big thing though, right? Pardon? Is alcohol a big thing? Well, in it, it just depends if you're even because there's, you know, Islam is a yes. um, main religion in the Middle East. The ones who aren't Muslim yep. have alcohol problems. Yeah. Because predominantly for the Vietnamese. Yeah. Pardon? Could be because predominantly for the Vietnamese, it's all alcohol, like very prevalent. Yeah, and I think it is in in Asian cultures, like mm. they love their alcohol, right? Um, yeah, but like I, but like you mentioned, it's like a maladaptive coping. It's just how they yeah. deal with their trauma. Yeah, and so domestic violence in in the Middle East and here, and like Middle Eastern men here in Australia, is very high. Yeah, it is, and I think. One is because of the la lack of knowledge they have. A lot of what we learned today is a lot of people don't even know that a lot of men don't know that hitting your wife is wrong. Hitting your wife is illegal, and then when they when they find find out, things do change. But overall speaking, violence is their go-to because that's what they're familiar with. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's kind of prevalent in the Eastern European countries too. Like I don't know, I think a lot of hardcore people come out of Russia and Eastern Europe. You know those those countries so i imagine refugees that come out of ukraine again very hardened men very yeah. hardened men they've been through a lot of trauma been through the pain of war yeah lost you know family members and love they come out as refugees to these european countries and they again struggle to adapt and this cycle it just continues over and over again yeah. like you said 2022 and, and we still can't shake it trauma. Yeah, it's 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 the generational trauma. It's and you can always trace violence back to a traumatic experience. Um, all it takes is one person to break that cycle. But Vladimir is not breaking the cycle anytime soon. Yeah, you know what? I'm surprised <laughs> that no one's tried to like off him. I think? thought they had. Like, I don't know, man. This guy. I'm surprised that no one's attempted anything on this guy. Or maybe he's I just that good. Attempts. Well, he's ex-KGB, so he probably knows what to look out. Do you remember that one incident where the Russian ambassador, uh, what was it? Russian ambassador was assassinated in Turkey. That was a few years back. 
live he was assassinated on live television oh really like how shot yeah, yeah pretty much what by did... a bodyguard oh. a, a turkish bodyguard and what did the there Russians was conflict do? happening between the russian and the turk uh between russia and turkey russia didn't do anything about it why they killed one of the ambassadors he didn't do anything about it I like him anyway. i feel like he's all talk huh? Vlad is just... what do you mean he's all talk he's literally <laughs> invading a country as we speak <laughs> have you not seen him I, I told think, you. I think he prays, he prays on the weak. He well, wouldn't dare do that to a powerful country. Tell that to the bear that he tried to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> that bear while did not seem naked. weak. <laughs> while, he was, while he was naked, remember? <laughs> There's so many badass stories about um, Putin. Like, you know, they, they say he walks funny or he walks funny and he walks with his what? left hand. Yeah, and like there's all made, all these badass theories like, oh yeah, that's because he's he's always walking with a Glock and he comes equipped, he's XKGB yeah. man, he's a badass, he's always prepared to shoot you when he needs to. Like, do you reckon he's really that badass? I think so. I think, to me, I see him as the James Bond of leaders. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the villain, man. You made him sound like the hero. <laughs> You know what? It's so funny, though. It's actually really funny because they're just like, you know, they're two superpowers, right? They're like Russian and and America, and they put him next to Biden. <laughs> they're just like, oh, my God. Who do you reckon will win? Yeah, imagine those two. There was this comedian that said, like, if only world wars were, like, um, <laughs> resolved by having the two leaders fight each other. That's all we want. <laughs> just the two leaders that are having a, a biff just fight each other and whoever comes out just wins that that argument. But, and that's another thing I hate about wars is the leaders create the war. They tell the nation what to do. Yeah. They have people fighting their own wars. If yeah. the leaders had to fight their own wars, their own battles themselves, mm. we would never have a world war. Yeah. It's that... Um, quote that i remember i can't remember who said it but it's like war is old men sending young men to die pretty much that's all it is like a bunch of old people sitting in a war room somewhere around a table and deciding the fate of thousands of young guys with so much potential so much life to live like that's so sad and that's oh and then i i, I read something the other day that said um like heaps of russian troops are calling their their partners or whatever and saying from the from Ukraine, yeah, it's like we want to go home. We don't want to fight this anymore. Like this is yeah. silly. Yeah, you know, and and I and you know what? I think the days of soldiers just doing whatever they're told is slowly, you know, evaporating. I think soldiers they're realizing, yeah, they're realizing what war is really about. Yeah, and if you were, to, I'm pretty sure if you asked every Russian out there about the war, they'll tell you that they're against it. And so are the Ukrainians. And I've seen a lot of, um, you know, the I've been on TikTok, a lot of these um, war tell videos. You, you get your information from TikTok. No, but when I am on TikTok, on the rare occasion that I am on TikTok, <laughs> yeah. the very rare occasion, it's four hours before bedtime. Um, <laughs> I've just seen these numerous videos of, Families in Ukraine, Russian people in Ukraine, call, calling the families. I can't get over the four hours before bed. It gets to a stage where I get these like TikTok videos that says it's bedtime now. Switch off your phone and go to bed. When you said you're gonna do research for this this podcast, I didn't think your research involved four hours of TikTok videos. 
No, I didn't do I didn't do any research on this podcast today, to be clear. I've got my laptop right here in front of me googling things as I go. Okay, I didn't have time to do it, it was a long day for me, okay, David. Yeah, I know, I know you're um, long day. But on TikTok I've seen a lot of sentimental videos, um, Russian soldiers in Ukraine calling their partners <clears throat> yeah. back in Russia, you know, talking to their family, telling them that they just want to come home. But yeah. they just can't do it right now. Everyone is against this war. Everyone. Well, I don't know that. Well, I would tell you the people that are battling, yeah. the, the people that are out on field, they're all against that war. <laughs> no, they're not. No one's there like, Shit, we're doing this. I no. would be here for you. Well, Rita, there's like white supremacists in America that actually are racist and hate black people and Asian people. So I'm like, I'm sure there's some well, Russians. I'm sure there's some <laughs> Russians out there that'll be like, yeah. You know, I'm all for this war. They're, I mean, they're the bad ones. There would be. There's a possibility. It's, but it's not 50 50. I can tell you that now. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's 50 50. It's definitely majority. majority of them are against the war. Mm. I don't know what it's going to take for Vlad to realize that this is probably not going to have a good ending and a lot of innocent people are going to die. Yeah. It's always scary when one person has the keys to the red button, right? <laughs> I really want to know what that red button's going to be about. Like, I feel like I need to call up Vlad and ask him what that red button yeah. does. When you talk to him, ask him what will it take for you to press the button. Like, what's the last straw <laughs> to press the red button? The red button to launch your 50 million nukes. He would never press the red button. Uh, I don't think the red not. button exists. I bet I don't it does. Think the red I bet it does exist. You know what no. I read? I read an article about well, um, they have this, like they're already always researching advanced technologies. There's this missile that goes like 25,000 kilometers an hour. It could travel over 10,000 kilometers into, was it intercontinental ballistic? Some shit, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, right. It releases 20 warheads within this one missile and each warhead is equivalent to like 17 Hiroshima. Dude, that is scary. What country? Russia. Wasn't Ukraine, um, Ukraine, uh, North Korea testing weapons? Yeah, man. They've launched missiles, a few missiles in the yeah. past few weeks. Yeah. They're getting, they're warming up their weapons. But think of it this way, right? That's the stuff that makes it to the news. Imagine the stuff that doesn't make it to the news. Oh, that's a lot of horrific yeah. stuff. That's not gonna be- Imagine all the scary stuff that they don't tell you that they actually have. So we know about all these hardcore missiles that are like 20 times Hiroshima. But imagine they've got some crazy, crazy tech. I don't think they'll ever use it. Their goal is not to eradicate 90% of the population yeah, or like but, majority of the population. But I, he's a crazy man. You, can, you don't know what a crazy man's going to do. Who's the crazy, Vlad or Kim? Who knows, both. <laughs> crazy as each other. You can't guess what a crazy man's going to do. Yeah, but I don't think it's in their best interest to eradicate majority of world's population because they still need people to work for them. Yeah, they but... still need to be controlling people. It's not going to be fun not controlling anyone. And then what? What's next? Yeah, but some people don't like losing. You know, if he loses... So, he's... They're so egotistical to the point that they're willing to sacrifice yeah, I'm the sure... entire population just to win a battle. Yeah, I'm sure you've dated a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was out with one yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure there's a few egotistical people you've met in your life. I only attract egotistical people. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, some people don't want like to lose. And if they're about to lose, that's it. They're going all out. <laughs> Guns blazing. I wouldn't mind 
Hey, let's not talk about my dating life. Okay, yeah, that's we'll say that for a different podcast. <laughs> we need to do a podcast, you and I, on dating. I have no input on dating. Online dating. The, in uh, today's day. The horrors. The horrors, the of, horrors online. of online dating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can give you a review on all the apps. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. I can't wait for that one. But um, yeah. Look, I look. I again. I feel like we have to reiterate this. We laugh a lot about what's happening today and and all the crazy leaders. But you know, like seriously, hope all the best for all the people that are affected over that part of the world. Sometimes you can become desensitized, man. We're sitting here in our you know nice homes and whatnot, and there's people being bombed over there. So like, real talk, it's horrible. It is. My hearts and prayers go out to all the people who are hurting at this time. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our one hour of just nonsensical chat regarding Russia and Ukraine. Hopefully, you haven't become dumber by having listened to us. <laughs> hey, <laughs> give ourselves some credit. Give us some credit. No, I refuse we to tried. give credit. We tried today. <laughs> oh, anyway, look, Rita, I really enjoyed having you on. See, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Next time, yeah, I, just. I had fun. Yeah, next time, just don't do research on TikTok. I mean, you know. I have other... never researched on TikTok. Other I sources don't get my... I do not get my information from TikTok. <laughs> I am not my mum or dad, okay? <laughs> is that what The amount they... of times that they, they've come up to me like, oh, my God, this dog is talking. No, mum, it's a voiceover. <laughs> this I dog mean... is talking. <laughs> I don't get my information off TikTok, okay? Oh. Or any social media. I get it from the news and from Vlad and Kim himself, themselves. Yeah, direct line. Well, can you tell Vlad to do something, please? And just stop this maniacal... I've been trying to um, I've been trying to convince him. It's going to take a while, but I'll get there. Okay, well, fantastic. Confidence. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, we'll Thank see everyone so on the next episode. All right, peace out. <laughs> Bye.